today's episode of the Podular Modcast. Wait a minute, this sounds different. Yeah, I'm switching it up. I'm switching it up. Um, but what I'm not switching up is who is bringing you this episode today. As usual, it is Recovery Effects and AI Synthesis. Now, Recovery Effects just released the Mark II of the Bleeding Hearts. I suggest you hurry on to our Instagram and check out uh, a couple of those mini demos I made. Uh, full flesh demos coming soon. Um, I've also built uh, the three AI kits that Abe from AI Synthesis has sent, and they all work perfectly, and I'm enjoying them very much. So, whether you want to destroy bit crush mangle and just get crazy or if you want to just do some diy builds or if you want to do both check out our amazing sponsors recovery effects and ai synthesis so today we are talking to chris and steven from noise engineering which i am very excited about um i won't gush about the basimilis ceteritas on this intro because I do plenty of that during the episode, but it was one of the first modules I got and one of the only ones that I refuse to get rid of. Um, we talk about the ladies of modular. What is that? You'll find out. We talk about pangolins. Do you know what pangolins are? They need some saving and we're going to talk about how you can help save them. Um, yeah, we get into all sorts of really fun stuff. This was a great talk. The uh, audio quality is a little weird. You can hear my voice, mine and Ian's voice echoing a little bit in the background. I did my best to take care of that. And one more thing, this might be the last episode with Ian for a while. Um, he's kind of in the middle of trying to sell his house and he's going on a, a big Arctic trip. Yes, you heard me right. He is going to drive 600 miles plus of gravel roads in the Arctic over 20 days. So let's all wish him luck with that. And one more last quick note, um, I've been, I'm being told by my loved ones that I'm not pushing the Patreon hard enough. I have a hard time doing that. It feels weird. But thank you so much to everybody who has helped us out so far. Um, I've got this, this goal that I've, finally, I've been thinking about for a while, but I finally said it out loud and I'm going to try and plan for it after, uh, after I get married this September. I'm, I would like to try to save up three months worth of wages and uh, take that time off to really fully do this podcast and everything I want to do surrounding it uh, to its fullest potential. I want demo videos, I want bonus episodes, um, I want to make more music, I'm working with the modular on the spot guys right now with a, a pretty cool release with my little label, Self Center, and I also want to get into uh, some film scoring stuff so I'm gonna try and and save up some money so I can take some time off to fully dive into all that and if you want to help me out at that patreon.com forward slash podular modcast and then also uh, just for like a one-time donation type thing if you don't want to sign up for a monthly thing we do have uh, a PayPal set up and that is just uh, under uh, podmodcast at gmail.com um, if you want to get a hold of me and talk to me about anything that's on your mind or you want to suggest a guest or you want to submit your music or you want to uh, I don't know anything podmodcast at gmail.com and uh, yeah just loving the support and uh, thank you guys so much cool stuff's happening. Let's keep it going.
interesting stuff. Um, Chris, you're you have your PhD in um, frog. Well, I guess it's probably not in frog calling behavior specifically, but you studied the effect of acoustic environment on animals. I did, yeah. Um, so is that like a biology degree? It was. Uh, it was technically ecology and evolutionary biology. Okay, very cool. I um I got my degree in primate behavior in ecology. Huh. So. so you understand how useful my degree is. Then <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm a low voltage electrician. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I just think that's really interesting. And I was my first question about that is 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 your background in 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 like taxonomic study maybe does that where where your Latin naming comes from for the modules? <laughs> we get this question a lot, and uh, <laughs> if if it were the naming convention would be so different. So no, uh, that was all okay. Stephen. Uh, Stephen came up with it, and why don't, why don't you say a few things about that? Um, yeah, it's, you know, obviously Latin-ish. Um, it's definitely not Latin. <laughs> um, uh, it just seemed kind of nerdy and fun. Um, it really came back to the... Uh, if you've ever seen the turbo intabulator video slash papers, quote papers, um, it really came from that just sort of nonsense jargon was really the original inspiration. And then sort of Latin became the easiest way to do that because there are a lot of easy to deal with Latin dictionaries, pretty much is the way that worked. <laughs> uh, and we sort of have, you know, over time we've developed our own internal vocabulary, um, for what things mean, like eteritas. Um, so as you know, it goes forward. There's a little bit more reuse and sort of a little more established standards of things. So um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't particularly well thought out to be honest when we started it. Um, <laughs> uh, it was just uh, that's cool. Uh, we with it. When it started, it, it was really it was a hobby for Stephen, and so we never. When he started this, we never really dreamed that it would eventually become something both of us would be doing full time. So there was really no forethought. No. Yeah. It was like, I need some names that sound neat. Uh, this is cool. <laughs> um, and then it just sort of, yeah, now it's my, my job, our jobs, yeah. uh, which is a whole nother crazy Weird. story. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. so cool. Um, yeah, it's. I, I feel like you're you're some of the few who have uh, been able to make it your full time job. I, I know a lot of great builders who I've I've made friends with over just the course of doing this show and, and people around town. A lot of them hump it out for forty hours a week at their day job and then you know pack boxes at night. So you guys, uh, yeah, that's just so cool. I'm envious, you guys. We well, there was a lot of luck to get here, and a lot of support yeah. from a lot of people. <laughs> well, and some pretty amazing modules. Um, and you and Stephen, you just actually answered one of my questions because I've had many, many a debate, and I'm sure I could have found it on some forums or something. But it is iteritas. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's... excellent. Yeah, we, if you want a whole pronunciation, we can go through some modules uh, examples. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think a lot of people will be uh, happy to hear that because I'm I'm sure you'll settle some some disputes and maybe win some people some money on bets or something. Right. Okay. I... No, no, no. The biologist in the room is going to have to say that Latin is there's no standard pronunciation. Right. So however you say oh. it is probably okay. Oh. <laughs> you just threw a whole wrench in the system. Well, then I guess I guess then we'll have to default to you in certain ways though. So that doesn't make it right no yeah I, honestly i don't really care <laughs> i think it's hilarious i mean I, I always laugh inside when people struggle to pronounce it maybe i'm cruel but 
you know, people people come up and try to say, pronounce it, and it's it's always entertaining. Just put it that way. Um, and yeah. It, yeah, and it, to say there's a strong right about how to pronounce it is a little bit of an exaggeration, but we definitely have a way that that we pronounce it. Okay. Have you guys ever had a had an instance where? Well, I guess Chris, you say there's no right way, so this this might be a moot point. But do you ever say no? I think it should be uh, Iteritas. And no, I feel like Iteritas is how I want to present it to people. You guys ever have some some dinner time uh, fun arguments about that kind of stuff? We've argued over the names a lot, but I don't think we've ever argued over the pronunciation. Yeah, I can't remember a time when we've. We definitely it. argue over names. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's hard. It's hard to name things because once it's out there, it's it's out there and. Um, and I imagine like you guys, it's probably a double-edged sword having a kind of a naming system that you've, you know, uh, imposed upon yourself that you, you can't break, you maybe feel like, do you ever feel trapped by it or? Yeah, bit, yeah. it's, it's getting harder. Um, I mean, it's, you know, obviously the frequency in which, um, well, the real constraint is we try to keep every module to have the same sort of acronym or same like two letter code or three letter code. So like BI for Basimilus Ateritas. So um, obviously the frequency in which Latin words start with different letters is very much concentrated around certain um, words. <laughs> so it's becoming harder to uh, find um, uh, new names that don't yeah. end up overlapping they don't either end up contradicting established names for things like a Teratos or um, overlap the two-letter code. Because um, the first okay. letter is really, really the thing that I, I feel constrained the most about in the naming these days. Okay. Um, so do you have maybe, let's see, let run through maybe some of your, your most commonly mispronounced by your standards. Teratos is definitely Teratos, yeah. because it's the most commonly used name. Yeah, Loquelic uh, is is often mispronounced. Yes. Um, but it's I wasn't like even going to try that one. Like the, it's the same root as the word loquacious. Um, okay. So if if you've heard of that that word, then Percido, mm -hmm. um, I mean talkative. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Voice. Okay. It's, it's uh, okay. Uh, Percido, I often hear is perquito, which is um, often the Brits do that because the Brits pronounce. Um, that C in Latin as as a hard C, so I hear perquito from from Brits typically. Um, okay, okay. Um, um, so so Stephen, you have your degrees in math and and video game design. Is that uh, is that it's, correct? It's it's video game uh, software engineering, not video game design, but video games. And I went to a video game graduate program. Put it that way. Okay. Uh, but Very my focus cool. was software. Um, and, and so, so as, as Chris said earlier, it kind of started as a hobby. Um, you guys want to maybe talk about how, how that hobby started and how you started working together? Just a little, little background on the company. Uh, should I do the start and yeah. you do the together? Okay. So, um, the, the real, well, there's a really long chain of coincidences. We're not going to go all the way back. We'll be here all day. Um, <laughs> uh, me, getting back into building electronics really stemmed from a desire to do something other than be on the computer all the time that I had at this point, you know, six years ago. Um, 
And so I ended up just started and built little noisemakers and just kind of silly little things. Um, right about that time, my f uh, friend Sean Jimerson um, had bought a a new Eurex system. Um, he actually has the first of the the tip top uh, the aluminum cases. He actually has number one of those, um, and that was that system. So he he bought that, and he was my uh, neighbor at work um, at that time. So I ended up looking at his case a lot and playing with it. Um, and I had been familiar, a roommate of mine years ago had had a pretty large dope for half dope for half analog systems case. Um, but his case was way cooler, um, <laughs> to say the least, because a whole lot of it happens, you know, in the intervening eight years or so. Um, uh, and so I, I was very much more interested in the kind of newer, cooler stuff going on. Um, and at some point, it, it's sort of my nature... Um, to criticize things. And so I was just critiquing the modules in his yes, case. Yes, it is. <laughs> and I was like, ah, this, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Um, and so my, so Sean just basically was like, well, you know, if you know so much about this, why don't you make me a module? I'd like a module that makes the Atari sounds. Um, or the, you know, the 2600, the linear feedback shift register sounds. Um, mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And so I went home over the weekend and built him a prototype, um, which of course eventually became our first product, the Ataraxic Translatron. So. <laughs> I love hearing everybody's different stories of how they get into it. And so, Chris, uh, I was just going to ask, and then how did, how did you come into the fold? A few years after that, so things picked up with, uh, well, the BI was one of the next ones, uh, which eventually came the, became the BIA. And uh, sales were doing pretty well. And... The company was growing. I was also coming to kind of a crossroads with my own career in biology where I was just, I, I had trained for obviously many years, many, many years for a career that I realized I kind of no longer wanted. Um, I had all of these job opportunities, but in places I didn't really want to go. And, and some of them were great opportunities, but it just it didn't seem to fit where I wanted to be anymore. Uh, and it seemed like this was just the next natural step, even though it wasn't at all what I'd been doing. So um, we talked a lot about it and it just fit. Uh, we work well together. And so we decided to do it. We bought a house. The day we closed on the house, uh, he gave notice at his former job. And then I quit mine shortly after that. And we started, we moved, we moved into the new house. We started working from home together and uh, all of that within a, just a couple of months. And that's uh, when noise engineering uh, became full-time, the two of us. That is so inspiring. I'm kind of at this weird crossroads myself, just like I really, really don't want to do what I'm doing and uh, professionally and trying to find my way out. So it's always really nice to hear um, people who, who have, Took a, took a risk and, you know, believed in something they were doing and, and succeeded so well. So hats off to you guys. Yeah, it, was, it was tricky. It took a lot of, I mean, we, yeah. There were a, a lot long, of spreadsheets. There were a lot of spreadsheets. <laughs> it was a long time coming. Uh, and we got, honestly, we, you know, there, there's always an element of luck in just like hitting the time right with that sort of stuff, yeah. um, which we, I feel like we hit pretty well, so... Nice. Now I promised myself that I wouldn't uh, try try gushing too hard, but I I 
I can't not tell you how much I love the Basimilis Iteritas. Um, I haven't, I haven't upgraded to the altar yet. Um, I was still pretty green when I got into modular and that was, I think the second module I bought and I have a, a pretty strong habit of buying a module and trading it for the next module. And I've, I've probably owned 15 that I just kind of have passed through and that, that Basimilis Iteritas has stayed and it's not going anywhere until I can maybe get an altar. Um, but I just can't believe what you guys pulled off with that thing. It's, it, it's one of those modules that every time I use it, and, and this is not hyperbole, I, I am surprised by, oh, shit, it can do that too? Um, it's, so uh, you guys, you guys have really hit it out of the park with that one. Wait until you try the altar. Yeah, I was about to say, if you get an altar, you'll probably just keep both. To be honest, because <laughs> it's it's got I enough. I thought about getting the altar and just keeping the the original as well. Yeah, it's actually a good pair because uh, the the altar will give you a lot more punch. Like it'll give you a great kick, which was just somehow something that didn't make it into the original bi. Um, and then you just you end up using the bi for your baselines or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, well, that's that's one thing I really like about it is. Um, is using it as kind of like a, an oscillator. What is really cool is like you can you can use it as an oscillator without the need of like a, a VCA or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it's that's, that's it's, it's a pretty sophisticated standalone voice. Um, I mean, obviously you can always want some more control, but like it gives you a hell of a lot for how big it is. So, and we once yeah, calculated and, how many unique sounds you can get out of it just through all the different positions of the knobs, and it was. Oh, yeah, if you just nearly put, infinite. If you just put the knobs in like all of their like in three positions across each spread, you end up with like two million different sounds. It's pretty ridiculous. Oh, wow. Well, that's why it surprises me every time. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, it's a big that's crazy. crazy sounds. Well, in the the CV options, just the fact that you can you, that it a has so many different parameters that you can control that each vastly change the sound, and then you know like what I what I really like about it is when I get a new when I get a new module, like something like a woggle bug or a, or a pingable envelope generator, the first thing I'm, I, I do is I'm like, oh, what's this going to do to the, to the Basimilis, you know? Because um, it just, the, the CV, oh, here I, I promised I wasn't going to gush. So, all right. I've, sa I've, rain I've said my, I'm going to rain it in, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim's raining it in. I, I, I'm really curious. So the Basimilis, the Basimilis, Iteritas and the Manus Iteritas. I've never heard the Manus Iteritas, and I'm curious as a sibling module, what is different in the architecture? Um, well, it's based primarily on sawtooth waves. Yeah, uh, yeah. The 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 Manus story. So, it, it, a couple of our friends, uh, Anthony Baldino and Matt Lang, came to us wanting the BIA to be a bit more harsh. And so we started with just the sawtooth, um, and it's definitely a lot more harsh, but it also, I mean, we, we sort of brand it as that, but I've also heard people do really beautiful melodic stuff yeah, with it. Yeah, well, it, it sort of started as being a much more aggressive BI, and like the tone changes, like switching to sawtooth waves was done to... Because sawtooths have the most harmonics, essentially. It's like more, you know, more sound, more sound. Um, and uh, a bunch of more aggressive changes, like the fold is replaced with something way grosser and a bunch of pitch detuning and kind of more more gross stuff was added. But 
At the same time, you can still just tone it down into a really nice sawtooth wave with a little bit of filter on it. Um, there's also a filter built into it. Um, so you can get very pretty sounds. Uh, the biggest character difference, and this was not really intentional, it's just sort of what happened, is the Basimlis definitely like wants to be a drum. You can use it as a bass and it works great as that, but the Manus is a lead sound, just start to finish. Um, it just wants to be front and center, um, <laughs> the kind yeah. of sounds it makes. Uh, okay. And it can make a really wide variety from pretty to just the grossest, most distorted thing you've ever heard, um, but it's definitely not a drum. That's, That's funny. funny that he that your friend asked you for a more harsh version of the the BI because that thing can get pretty dang harsh. Uh, yeah, um, if not, you as as in, that, so. not as harsh as the <laughs> Manus. Yeah, and my first comment was like, "Really? Well, okay, that sounds fun. <laughs> sounds like a challenge." Well, now, uh, now, now I got now I got two a tear. Now I got two a tear tosses. I gotta get. How do you plural? How do you pluralize it if it's Latin? Is that what you said? A tie. A tear tie. I don't think we've ever been asked that one before. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Good. My, my, I'm always, I was, uh, I'm worried about asking questions you've already been asked. But yeah, you guys can start selling bundles once you figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sweet. We can finally ship more than one module at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you have a name for your system. Just put a, an AE on the end of it or something. <laughs> um, so, so you guys have some new stuff that that came out somewhat recently, right? Like, uh, five things in the past. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. You had quite a few coming out, and and is that is the the is it Solero Valero? Solio Vero, the tuner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that is that new? Yes. yes. Yeah, that I saw somebody uh, somebody just did like a little demo. I think you guys maybe reposted it on Instagram, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's that seems like um, maybe not simple in design, but like. I don't know how simple it is, but it seems like a nice, nice solution for a lot of my problems. Yeah, I've been uh, posting it as the uh, utility module you didn't know you couldn't live without. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's, I mean, there are some technical challenges with it, but I mean, conceptually, it's pretty, pretty simple. Um, once you get over the sort of whole, how do I implement a stroboscope with LEDs part and how do I have an ac an accurate time base, uh, um, but yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, there's not a lot to it. Um, uh, it's just hook your shit up and you get the tune, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> so, so does that kind of, uh, like voltage quantize or is it more mostly just for getting things to tune together? Or I guess that would it be kind of the same thing. It allows you to tune three oscillators to the same reference. Or if, any reference. Yeah. Um, so you can change oh. the each so you switch between the three different uh, channels, and you can change the note between the three channels if you want to. Right. Um, oh wow. Yeah. You, okay. You basically, you know, if you want your root note, well, you patch three oscillators through it, so it's normal through, so you don't ever have to repatch the tune. Um, I don't think we brought that up. Um, and then you just pick what note you want, and you can then, without even listening, um, tune all three oscillators just visually. Um, to have an extremely high degree of accuracy, um, and and yeah, get going. I mean, our sort of use case is like someone who's about to start their set on stage and just wants to do, you know, make sure everything's in tune before they flip the main switch, um, yeah. and they don't want to sit there for five minutes with their headphones on before the, you know, after they walked up on stage, so, uh, and particularly with analog oscillators, they drift a lot, you know, you have to retune you know, uh, yeah. really, like every 20 minutes, um, 
And so, anyway, that's the goal. But yeah, it, it, it does no quantizing or CV processing. It's just audio in and it molts the audio to the out so you can patch through. And then it just basically tells you if um, that pitch that's going through it is near the reference pitch or not. Are you interested in getting started with modular synthesis, but you're worried about the cost? Join the hundreds of others who have never held a soldering iron in building your own superb modular synthesizer. All AI synthesis modules are wiring-free, skiff-friendly, have free schematics, and full how-to-build videos. They are, simply put, the easiest to build modules in the world. Not only does AI Synthesis fully support their own modules, they also have general guides for tools to buy, how to build a $26 oscilloscope, and much more. Find out more at AISynthesis.com. Okay, so let's talk about a couple more of your guys' new modules, but I definitely want to get to Ladies of Modular as well. Okay. For the record, this is the first time that I have actually admitted publicly that I am Ladies of Modular, just so you know. <laughs> oh, well, I can edit that out if you'd like. No, we can leave it in. Oh, okay, yeah, because I, um, I, I didn't know that, because I, I was trying to look up more information actually a few months ago about Ladies of Modular, because I just thought it was a really cool idea, and, um, and then when you and I were like chatting back and forth about doing this, um, you mentioned it, and I was like, oh, no, shit, I, I didn't. I myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, dang, we get, a, we get a cool exclusive then. Um, well, well, I guess since we're talking about, about it now, now I, would, I would definitely like to um, just hear, hear kind of the impetus of all that. Uh, so, Ladies and Modular started after NAM of 2016. That was a particularly rough year. NAM tends to be, in previous years, NAM tended to be a pretty difficult place to be a woman. And that year was just excessively bad. Uh, most of the women that worked in modular were feeling the push that year of just like i think a lot of it was just so many guys feeling that it was just totally okay to say horrible things to the women that worked in the booths at nam so uh it was actually another person that started the uh, the account um uh, somebody that works at qubit and she came up to me and said look what i did and she gave me the password and uh so i kind of ran with it uh, I've always kind of kept it secret who I am just because I don't want people to think that it's a real marketing ploy for noise engineering because it's just something that I do. It's part of the reason I don't post all the time because I don't have a lot of time to, to really do it justice. Uh, but it's also not something that I really want to be a marketing thing for the company. So it's just something that I do because I think it's really important to show that women can do this and women are just as capable and and able to do any of the stuff that men are doing in modular, but are often too shy or um, kind of discouraged, I guess, from doing modular stuff. And I think that it's just really gotten a lot of, um, well, it gained a lot of followers pretty fast. Um, I think people are really excited to see what women are doing. I think a lot of people are just excited to see that people are doing modular and that there's less of a stigma against women. But it, it, on occasion, it still rears its head. It's still there. Yeah, yeah I mean, I was I was excited to see it, and um, and my fiance as well. I told her about it. She thinks that's that's pretty great because, you know, she she definitely noticed coming to a few synth meets and everything. It's just like, wow, a lot of white dudes, and 
Yeah. And, the, and, the, and you know, the knee-jerk reaction, I think, from a lot of people is like, well, you know, it's not just that. It's just like what people happen to be interested in. But it's, I think it's so much bigger than that. Like what you were just saying with, you know, with some people being able to, not being able to, but like thinking they are able to say certain things to people based on their gender. And uh, also just the bigger, just the whole bigger thing of years and years of, you know, marketing, you know, trying to sway people into, you know, I don't know. I, I'm getting way over my head right now, but um, yeah. There's just a community, I think, that's formed around a lot of the women there. Uh, I see a lot of the women following each other and commenting and really just um, making a place for women in modular, which is something that I, I didn't really see before that. And that's not to say that I did that, but that there's, I feel like there's more of that community now, um, which is really fantastic. Uh, and also, there's a, a much stronger sense of, so, a way to explain this. Um, I've seen on occasion, It's I'm actually really happy with how rare this, this has been, but on occasion there'll be a, a guy that comes in and makes some crude comment about women's looks or, you know, some sexist comment on, on ladies and modular. And it's it's been really rare, but it has happened. Uh, and sometimes I'll wake up to, you know, 30 comments or something. I'm like, oh, that can't be good. Something happened. Uh, <laughs> And, but it's amazing to see all of the women on Ladies of Modular are just really standing up for each other. Uh, and then you know, there's also a lot of guys that are just like, no, you can't, you can't talk that way. Like that's, that's not okay. And so it's just really positive and, and really, it's been a really rewarding thing to, to watch happen and watch evolve over time. Um, I still get comments and messages from women that, you know, they're getting messages, private messages or comments on, on their posts from guys that are just like, oh, look, it's, I'm watching a woman that's playing with her boyfriend's synths or, you know, things like that, that it's just like, really? Who thinks that's okay to say? Why, like, why would you waste the time to make that comment? That's obviously just such a dick comment to make. Why would you waste your time doing that? Yeah, it's just sad, sad people, sad, sad men with weird chips on their shoulders. I don't... <laughs> you know, but that still happens. But it, I, I feel like the Ladies of Modular um, account has seen that less and less over time, which is just, it's really nice. It's just become a very positive place. Yeah, I mean, I, I've really enjoyed following it. And I, I just, I've, I've talked a few times about how, how much I, I enjoy Instagram more um, now that I'm into Modular. Uh, synthesis and that, I just feel kind of cheesy talking about like social media but I I can't help but think that it's really helping um, I don't know I'm getting a really strong sense of community um, just just through the different people I follow and and through ladies of modular I've actually found a number of artists that I went on and, and you know bought albums from and enjoy you know listening to uh, to what they're making. So it's, it's not only like just for my standpoint, it's, it's, it's not only is it a cool thing to see what you're doing, um, through the, like the empowerment and everything. And it's also, it's a great place to find really good music. Um, the one thing I will say though, is that ladies, I don't ever want to just post people. You know, a lot of people don't know, um, or a lot of people don't post pictures of themselves or really anything identifying them as male or female. 
So if you are a female and you would like or identify as female uh, and would like to be posted, please let me know uh, so I can post you. I, I can't. A lot of people don't get posted because I don't know about them. Uh, so yeah. I really I rely on the community to help me find people to post. And I, I don't want to be posting the same four people over and over again that are really talented. Right. Uh, well, so and hopefully you, by you doing that. that and, and, you know, like you've got a really strong following and I, I just see it growing and hopefully it's maybe some of those, those women that didn't, didn't like let their, their identity out in fear of, of creepy or asshole dudes. Um, you know, maybe hopefully this is this giving some of them some, uh, you know, like, Hey, I got backup. I don't, I don't need to worry about these, these assholes cause we're starting to outnumber them. Thank you for for letting us know that 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 actually, that that makes me feel good that you were that you would let us know that it was you and feel comfortable with that and until you mentioned that about you know the fear of you think maybe people thinking it was a marketing thing that thought never once crossed my mind and I don't think I don't think anybody hearing this is gonna think that that would be a case so um, you guys are already so well established I don't I I can't imagine anybody thinking that you would try something like this to you know so. That was really poorly formed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm a podcast host who uh, doesn't know how to talk. <laughs> well, we appreciate the so, sentiment. You can just rewrite so, it and, and overdub it. So. Yeah, yeah, I'll overdub it in post. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> I'm curious if you can give us any clues as to what modules are coming up and haven't been released. Any clues as to what types of things we might hear in the future? Yeah, that's a well, big there's like question. 40. Yeah, we're working on, <laughs> we actually have hardware, like hardware designs for th more than 30 modules and 40 that are in our pipeline. Some of those are still on, on the advanced stages of paper design. Um, but I don't, 40? we're actually in kind of a lull at the moment and we're a little uncertain what's actually going to come out of that pile and be first. Like at this point we've released everything we've announced. Um, I don't, I think, I think we've finally caught up with our announcements. Um, I, I think that the main thing you can expect next, um, like in the, the near future is we, if you look at our, our staple of modules, we're missing some really obvious things. Like we don't have a filter. Um, we've started kind of closing the, the big hole of, of CV control. We have some of that now, but um, more- A lot more of that coming. Yeah, we have a lot more of that coming. We have filters coming. Um, well, general effects, yeah. uh, a lot of just really some utility stuff. Um, I mean, we've, we've never, it's never been a secret that we want to put out a full case, like a 208 full case of our stuff. And so you know, that's sort of one of our big targets is like filling the holes to really flush that out right now. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, you can't yeah. really do that without. Yeah. You need like a mixer, yeah. <laughs> for example, you can't make a case without a mixer. So, yeah. um, so that's, that's what's coming soon. Plus some pretty crazy stuff, but some of that stuff may not come till. I'm yeah. gonna talk about that till next year to anyone. Yeah. So, so oh, it's okay. a, a ways away. Yeah, we're not gonna put out forty modules by the end of the year. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you put out five recently. That's pretty dang good. So, um, you guys have quite the selection. Like, I, I never even it never even really occurred to me that you guys didn't have a filter. Um, 
but I, I feel like a lot of your stuff, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just haven't, I, I haven't found really a need for a filter like with your stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm just yeah. rambling. Most of our stuff is pretty uh, West Coast, to use that terminology. Yeah. Where it's all about, yeah. instead of removing, it's about adding. Um, um, so that's probably why you didn't feel the need. I mean, the stimulus you can add as many harmonics as you want, or you can make it a sine wave, which is what you can do with a filter. So Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well, so that, that kind of gave me a little bit of an answer to my next question, but I'm, I'm curious, as, as designers, like... How do you decide what you, I mean, you just said that you're kind of deciding you want to maybe fill some gaps, but other than kind of looking at it as a, well, we need to complete this thing, just how, how do you come about, like, where, how do you decide what you want to build next? Is it, is it from a lack of what you like are seeing on the market or is it just maybe some idea just comes out of the ether or, and, and then how do you decide which ones you're going to chase down? Cause it just seems like such an, a, a creative process that that is kind of driven by market, but also, you know, you got to satisfy that while satisfying your, really your ambition. Varies. Yeah. It's complicated and fuzzy and every module, like why it is prioritized is often for a different reason. And a lot of it's like the stuff we're excited to work on. Like the, there's three modules that we're both just really excited to work on right now, even though they're not going to come out for a long time, but we've been spending a lot of time on them recently. Also um, cause they're just, Complicated. They're also complicated, yeah, so they yeah. just take a lot of time to get moving. Um, Sometimes it's just, you know, friends come to us and say, you know, it'd be really cool if there was a module that did this. And so we think about that, and, you know, we that that helps us prioritize something if we say, oh, you know, if, if somebody comes to us and says, I really want this, Sometimes it's just something we roll into a module that we're already working on, or sometimes it's something we just designed from scratch. Um, okay. Yeah, and sometimes we just talk to musicians about how they work, and it's not even like concrete module ideas. Hi, Daisy. Sorry, the dog. Dog showed up. Um, <laughs> we we got a little dog over here too. He's he's not a, he's not shy of making noise for us either, so yeah. we get it. Uh, but, you know, just the conversations about how they work and there's just sort of perspective on things just like will immediately um, lead to ideas for us. Um, those are often the most, I, I think I'm most excited about the ones where we work with particular musicians um, and they're part of the process. Like the Manus was like that. Like, it's just kind of a great experience to have, you know, an alternate perspective and another source of ideas and inspiration for that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Have you guys, um, have you guys, uh, had anything like any, any of those talks with, uh, Eric Cheslak? We just had him on recently and <laughs> yeah, he, we've talked he to Eric mentioned... a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he lives, he used yeah. to live just a couple miles from us and obviously he's okay. huge in the LA modular scene. I mean, everybody knows him. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just talked to him a few weeks ago, and it was funny because I was, I was talking about how like kind of the modular community in general isn't really like, it seems like the, the, there's not a whole lot of like I only play this brand. Like even though he, I, I was I was just complimenting on him and him on how he like was talking highly about other modules. And after I said that, he was like, you know who I actually really love? Like and he was like noise engineering. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, that's so cool. I just I just love that that this that there's. If there is competition, it's it's maybe healthy like sport competition, but I don't even really get that vibe. I don't know. It's yeah, it's, not, it's an interesting place. We aren't we aren't there yet. Um, 
I mean, with the it'll be interesting to see what the future holds. So with the bigger companies moving in and starting to look at price as competition, like it's going to get interesting. But like right now, there's still a lot of room out there for good ideas. Um, you know, so. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you guys, how do you, how do you view this, 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 the popularity kind of snowballing? Is this as a company, is it, it's gotta be exciting and a little, it's great for us for sure. It brings more people in. Yeah. Um, or, and that, and that's, you know, not obviously for us, that does mean more money, but like just more perspectives and more excitement and more, um, I don't know, just more people to talk to about stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And at the end of the day, we're still just a two-person company, so it's not like you know we're we're not looking to become bigger, uh, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. So it, it's nice that there are other big companies come looking at this, but um, like I don't see that we are really, I guess, face-to-face competition. I mean, we couldn't be. Yeah. No. Yeah. Our products yeah. are so different. Yeah. Um, we're, we're very boutique, I guess, is the... Yeah, totally. We are boutique. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's interesting to see this developing. Um, I, and I, I, I'm I not going to even start on Badger. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also kind of getting kind of like, uh-oh, you know, is, is this going to get weird and maybe get bad for some of my, my smaller favorite companies or something? I don't know how it would with so many people in the modular community just ready to pounce on anything that comes from even a company like Roland, perhaps. I think we'll always have a pretty supportive community of individual builders, small companies, because a lot of people don't want something that they think other people have. Yeah, I guess that is an attractive thing about modular in the first place, maybe. So, yeah, Ian just gave me hope for the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Go I, ahead. I think it. I don't think modular could ever be. I mean, like obviously, say Ranger, you know, owns a big chunk of the audio mixer market. But like, you're right. Modular will never work like that uh, market segment at all. What? Fox <laughs> got excited there. George doesn't like Ranger apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, guard dog against uh, yeah. the so, clones. Yeah, I mean, who's going to come in and make something? I mean, they compete on price. They're going to find the low hanging fruit and and use their massive manufacturing to make simple things cheaper, just like they did in the mixer market um, and still do in the mixer market. I don't yeah. really think they're ever going to innovate and come up with a cool new synthesizer. Yeah. So, um, and I don't think they really want to. That's just not the way that they run their business. So. Okay, um, I might I might beep out, bleep out their name because I, I see I see that they're um, sure. they're maybe starting yeah, to file suits against people. <laughs> <laughs> the, actually, I, I don't have any qualms. Like I I like I actually buy a lot of their stuff because it's cheap and it works well. Yeah. Yeah, I've had this conversation with a few people who, and it seems like it's pretty polarized. But ultimately, there is a huge, huge price of entry on a lot of this stuff, and if you know, if it can get somebody into it who couldn't have otherwise, then well, I, yeah. I see that as yeah, being that, good. Yeah, that's actually going to reducing having the larger companies reduce the barrier of entry is not going to do anything but help us. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that actually kind of 
is how I'm viewing stuff like this VCV rack, you know, right. like, yeah. I, I think some people are like, Oh no, I don't want that to, you know, replace modular. And I, I'm like, I'm kind of thinking about it as it might be somebody who wants to get their feet wet without spending a thousand dollars to ba- make a basic voice, you know, before they even know they like to do it. Yeah, so. Exactly. Like I don't, a lot of people make this sort of like false competition between and I, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty of playing into this <laughs> personally, but, yeah. um, between even like computers versus modular, it's like pretty much every professional musician that we know that uses modular, you know, uses the computer all the time too. Like these are just tools that they use together. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think we've, we've finally entered like we, 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 hopefully passing this this stigma of of inside the box i mean there's just so many great tools available why not use them all and just try to make the best music that you can you know with everything that's available yep um do you guys you guys record your own music and and have your own uh your own monikers that you you do or or is just not time with with running the business Uh, i definitely record a lot of just music for fun um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff on our YouTube channel. That's just me, for instance. Um, but, uh, it's just under me, my name. I don't have a moniker. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Me neither. I, I, everything I could think of sounded, sounded dumb to me, but I think yeah. you just gotta, you just gotta commit to one, but it's too late now for me, but I've done some <laughs> recording, but I haven't posted anything anywhere in part because of most well, when I started, I was feeling that it, that discouragement that I mentioned with Ladies of Modular, um, yeah. And I felt a little bit. Well, I think I always felt a little bit like I was going to be held to that standard that women are frequently held to, and particularly because of the company, I just felt like I shouldn't. Um, so I just kind of cultivated other hobbies. I still play. I just don't tend to record a whole lot and spend a lot of my hobby time doing other things. Oh, man. Well, I would love to hear it. Um, but I, I totally, under, like, that's that's something that I would never even thought of. But, yeah, I could see that if, if you're running a company and that's that's your you know, your livelihood, yeah, you def- like, definitely have to take into consideration all the different factors of, of what you're your public life is going to be like. And, and I, I don't know, that's not, that seems unfortunate that it's not, doesn't seem unfortunate. It is unfortunate that, that we live in such like a world where you would, you would feel that way. Um, I'm probably yeah. honestly overthinking it, but uh, at the time I was just, I felt a little bit um, after just seeing how um, some of the women I was watching were being, just castigated with the music that they posted. I just decided I wasn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, are you listening guys, guys out there? Are you listening to this? Do you realize the, the effect you have on other people's lives? Hopefully if you're listening to this and you haven't thought about this, I hope you are now. Um, this is definitely making me think about more stuff. So uh, thank you for sharing all of this. It's uh, I think this is really useful information for, for us to have. That said, the Mots community is phenomenal. Um, I, the Mots community, so I've played Mots, uh, and always, always, they are incredibly supportive of every single person that plays, and it does not matter who you are. 
um, at least here in LA, I assume the Mots community, the modular on the spot, um, no matter who you are here in LA, um, and I again assume at the other um, events as well, uh, just yeah, for sure. Yeah, up here in Seattle, we're we're cultivating. It's actually getting really cool with our, our the store Patchworks, um, and then uh, Module on the Spot Seattle, and then uh, I'm me and Ian are friends with all all them, and uh, we kind of all work together. And and we're in this, we're we're definitely there's definitely a really cool community forming up here in Seattle. And uh, yeah, I, I it's totally supportive of of every type of person, every kind of person, um, and. I, I, yeah, I hope that's true for all the new modular on the spots that are popping up all over the country because they're, they're popping up. It seems like every month there's a new one. So, so huge shout out to Eric and Banna for starting those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, hopefully going to have Banna on pretty soon here. So, yeah, well, I want to ask, there is a lot of information about the world pangolin foundation on your site. And I'm very curious what brought you to the Pangolin Foundation and why you thought that, uh, that you should be sending some proceeds to them in particular. Could you give us a rundown of the pangolins? Sure. So the organization is savepangolins.org. Uh, Stephen, as we talked about, Stephen's in charge of naming the modules. And he named the Manus, the Teratos. Manus, because of my biology background, uh, I have a fairly reasonable handle on scientific names of many animals, many more. It takes up a lot more brain space than it should, I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, so Manus is the genus for pangolins, which are these critically endangered mammals, um, one of the world's most endangered mammals. And they're, they're threatened because people are stupid and traffic them. Uh, so that's the only reason that they're threatened, because we just pick them up and move them and take them and kill them because they're supposed to be good for medicine and such, but they're not, um, but people are evil. So uh, when Stephen named that module, I thought, well, this is a good chance for me to kind of pay tribute to my biology background. And so I approached the uh, SafePangolins.org to ask if they wanted to partner on this. Uh, I was fairly confident that a lot of people in modular didn't have a strong ecology background. <laughs> and uh, so it was a really nice way to just, you know, it's still, as we talked about, it's still a boutique sort of industry, but it was a nice way to reach people that probably by and large had not heard of pangolins. And that's part of the problem with uh, pangolin conservation is mo most people have not heard of them. So, uh, I worked with them to just get everything set up. So we are a founding business partner with the organization. Um, and oh, then no. a portion of the proceeds from every Manus that's sold goes to them. Okay. So so a pangolin is ha, has a... Boy, I don't even know how you would say this. A shell on the outside of their body. Scales. Like an armadillo, right? Well, so... What is a where are is their habitat and what where are they in the food chain? <laughs> <laughs> they live in Africa and in Asia. The ones that are called manis are in Asia only, and they are they're carnivores, but they tend to eat mostly bugs. Okay. Well, that's even uh, 
another reason to go out and get a Manus Ateritas if you didn't already need an, another one. Is that how you say it? Ugh, my brain scrambled. Um, Buy a module, save a pangolin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is, uh, that's so cool. You guys are doing so much cool stuff, and um, I think we've probably taken up enough of your time, and we really appreciate uh, the chat. And if you guys have anything else you want to end on, go ahead. Um, I guess in so far as recent releases, we haven't, haven't we kind of brushed against. We didn't um, hit but we should probably mention is um, we recently waded into the back into the box. We got back into the box um, with the, our reason extensions. Um, oh, oh, this is a surprise Very to you. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we did Basimilis Ateritas, um, uh, Laquella Ateritas, Persido, and Manus Ateritas as reason extensions a couple months ago, um, and but been. Really happy with the response. That's another. I, I, the the reason universe is there's a lot of similarities between the reason universe and the Eurek universe. Just like people are like super nice and really 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 willing to help. Um, we had really great experiences with that community. Um, uh, and you know, um, there will be more there, and there will be more in other formats to come as 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 we can make it happen. Um, Again, two people. Yeah, we're two people, so things, yeah. things happen when they happen sometimes. So, I feel like we could do a, a whole other podcast on just how how two people run a company like what you guys do. But yeah, yeah. Um, we also recently uh, put out black faceplates. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw that. I don't know when this will air, but uh, as of today. Uh, I think we have finally fixed all of the printing kinks, and so if you've ordered them, they should be shipping very soon. <laughs> cool. Yeah, this I think this will air in about two weeks. Okay, so they should be shipping by the time we uh, by the time this airs. Yep. Right on. And just yet another reason I need to get a BIA. Yep. Yeah, it's black now. It looks really cool. They look good. Really <laughs> yeah. They look, really they, they look awesome. I was like, really, is this gonna look that cool? And they sent us a sample, and it's like, oh yeah, these look great. Um, oh, five U will be soon too. Yep. That's actually oh, wow. the next. That's way behind, but it'll it once also the final kinks of that got resolved today as well. Um, um, so yeah, we're gonna be in every every modular format you can think of as soon as we can be. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. You guys are busy. Um, so yeah, thank. I don't. I don't. No. What's that? No for you. No for you. No for you. <laughs> I think I think you've got you've got quite a spread, so I think you'll be all right. Right on. Well, um, yeah. Thanks again, guys. That, this was a lot of fun, and uh, apologize for the technical difficulties, and thank you for your patience through them. And uh, we'll definitely be editing editing this, so that won't be in the episode. You're not gonna leave the, the big silences in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll cut out all the hello, hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> you could keep like three of them in for humor. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could sell them as a sample pack. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you, Chris and Steven. You guys are doing great work. And everyone that's listening, save a pangolin. Go buy some noise engineering. Get to it. Noiseengineering.com. Dot US. Oh, no. Dot US. Oh, my God. Good. Thank God for editing. 
All right, can we take that? Can we take that from the top again? Go to <laughs> noiseengineering.us <laughs> with gusto. Those module names, and they will always be the top hit in Google. Yeah. 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 That's another advantage <laughs> for <a> naming convention. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, yeah, I'll keep you posted on um, on when we're going to release this, and uh, if you guys. Well, there you have it. What a great talk. Thank you, Chris and Steven, for uh, your time. Um, guys, dudes, uh, let's, let's keep an eye on ourselves and, uh, and make sure we're keeping open minds and open ears. I know I have a lot to learn. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's make this an even more accepting community together. Um, uh, do you guys want to save some penguins while buying some modules? I mean, how cool is that? Um, so many cool things to check out. So go over to uh, Noise Engineering's website and uh, check them out on Instagram. Check out Ladies of Modular on Instagram. And um, also, thank you to our sponsors, AI Synthesis, Recovery Effects. Keep an eye out um, this Friday, the Friday after this episode releases, um, Recovery will be uh, launching another new module. So the new version 2 of... Uh, the Bleeding Hearts is out now. Super cool. Um, again, check out some of my demos I made on Instagram. And then this new one that's coming out this Friday. I've been messing with it. It's a lot of fun. And I think you guys will be excited about it. Um, Going to end on a little bit of a sad note. Uh, Hannah and I had to put our cat Lechuga down last week. And that was pretty rough. And um, my grief manifests itself in this track that you're about to hear. So I mentioned we had, uh, you know, the Patreon thing and the PayPal thing at the beginning. Um, if you don't like either of those and you just want to support the podcast, but also get some music out of it, you can head to timhell.bandcamp.com and pick up this track, which is named after Lechuga. That being said, I am going to make the uh, free plays unlimited, so you don't have to buy it either. You can just go listen to it or just listen to it right now. Or maybe you even stopped listening because this is an outro and you're already on to your next podcast. I know you're still listening, Kyle. Um, yes, thank you guys. Until next week. <laughs>